Romans chapter 8, verse number 1 says, There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus hath made me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do, in that it was weak through the flesh, God, sending His own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh, and for sin, condemned sin in the flesh, that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the Spirit the things of the Spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. So then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. I want to come back and once again, this was in my personal devotions in Bible time uh, this week, but really it was verse number three that God was preparing my heart for partaking of communion, the Lord's table this afternoon, where he says, for what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh, God sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin condemned sin in the flesh. And if, if I had to, and I'm, I'm not, I don't want this officially titled this way, but because I, I don't want to minimize whatsoever the elements of communion that we partake of, but here's a thought that was on my mind throughout this week is a simple thought, the taste of freedom. And I thought about as we partake of communion, and I know that there's, there's places around this world that communion, it has actually just become a religious ritual, something that has to be done, something as, as a duty to be checked off. But I believe according to the scriptures, I believe that partaking of the wafer and of the juice is a whole lot more than that. And really, as I thought about it over this week in preparation for this afternoon, I said, really, when we partake of communion, it really is the taste of freedom. And I'm not talking in a, in a political sense. I'm not talking in a physical freedom sense that we get to live here in America, but I'm talking in a spiritual sense that as we partake, because the Bible says that we ought to do this in remembrance of him, talking about Christ. And so as we taste the wafer, as we taste the juice here in just a moment, we're reminded that the freedom that we have, that each and every one of us were under the condemnation of sin. The condemnation, listen, not just of the eternal penalty of sin, that Jesus had to die, be buried, and raise again to be able to deliver us from, 
But may I take it a step further, not just the eternal penalty of sin, but our serving of sin today. Because actually in verse number one, when he says there's therefore now no condemnation to them who walk in the spirit, that's actually our life today that we are living as we are walking in the spirit and not walking in the flesh. We are not walking in the condemnation of sin in our lives. And when we partake of the elements We are literally tasting the symbol of freedom that Jesus himself has provided to us. Now, we have the comparison that is here in verse number one. He says, for what the law could not do. It didn't say that it came up short. It didn't say just because it wasn't fulfilled. It's not even possible for the law to be able to accomplish. You say, what law is it? Now, it was said this week. Um, actually, I think it was at the, sometimes I get my prison services mixed up. I think it was actually at the, the women's prison when I was speaking there, and something was brought up about the law. And they said, you know, if it, if it wasn't for the law, then how are we supposed to know what we're doing wrong? And I said, you know, that's a great thought. Now, they were talking in relationship to the state of New Hampshire v. (laughs) so-and-so. But I said, that's a great statement when it comes to the law of God. And I said, we have a law that's been given, and really the purpose of the law being given is just to show we're not living up to it. We cannot fulfill it. So for what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh. Now, every one of us at some point would have to say we have broken the law of God. Every one of us have. Now, unless you're bold enough to say, no, I've pretty well lived a perfect life. Even that pretty well, we're still admitting that we're coming up short. The, the weakness of the flesh, which means, listen, I could from now till eternity give you a list of do's and don'ts or a list of things that you need to try to accomplish as requirements for the church, and guess what? You're going to come up short. What the law could not do because it was weak through the flesh, we are not strong enough we are not perfect enough. And can I, I'll just take it a step further. You and I, we're not disciplined enough. We're not motivated enough to always do what's right. Because there is this subject matter of laziness. See, the only thing that's hindered me from being lazy is being a procrastinator. And so I say I'll be lazy tomorrow. So I've never been lazy. I always put that off. The flesh is weak. What the flesh could not do and that it was weak through the flesh. You say, well, pastor, then how is there any hope whatsoever if you don't give me a list of do's and don'ts and you don't give me something for me to be able to say, hey, I accomplished this, therefore God is pleased with me. Now listen, if we don't have that list, what can we do? The law was weak through the flesh. Couldn't do it. 
but God. Aren't you so thankful God sending forth his own son? Now, who was that? Jesus. God in the flesh. Sending sending his own son. Now, I want you to catch this phrase, in the likeness of sinful flesh. It never says that Jesus sinned. It never said that he was capable of sin. God sending forth his son in the likeness of sinful flesh. He became a man and dwelt among us. In other words, he looked and acted. Well, maybe he didn't act just like me. Thank the Lord. He was perfect. He was tempted in all points like as we are, yet without sin. He hungered. He thirsted. He got tired. Just like the rest of us, that's what the flesh part of is. But in the likeness of sinful flesh. He looked and lived just like us, but perfect. Now, we have a hard time fathoming that. We have a hard time fathoming someone can go 33 and a half years and not once have a wicked thought. Never, not once actually sin. Not once disobey parents. Not once break the law of the land. Well, he did break the law of the land. Claimed himself to be God. They didn't like that. Crucified him. Sinful flesh. In the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin. There's a reason that Jesus came to this earth, and I want it to be perfectly clear. Jesus came for sin. Because there was a sin problem on planet earth. And guess what? There's still a sin problem on planet earth. But the same thing that was true 2,000 years ago is the same thing that's true today. The keeping of the law that you have, this law that's been given, listen, by churches, by religions, by people trying to do good works, those people that have given this and say, hey, you do this, you'll be able to make it to heaven. No, that law is not going to be able to be fulfilled. But the same solution is available today. God sent forth his son, in, his son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin condemned sin in the flesh. I stand before you today with full authority of the word of God that sin does not have to have dominion over you. It does not. Well, I just, I just have to sin because I'm, I'm human. No. You don't have to, because if we say we have to, and we don't have a choice in that, then what's the Bible say that he came and condemned sin? When the Bible says that we can yield our members as instruments of righteousness and not unrighteousness, for what the law could not do, in that it was weak through the flesh, God sending his son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin, condemned sin in the flesh. Listen, that's what we do in remembrance today. What we do today, the taste of freedom as we taste the juice, the juice is just a picture, a symbol of the blood of Christ that he shed for us. The wafer is just a symbol of the body of Christ. That's, that's all it is. It's a remembrance is what the Bible says, a remembrance of the body and blood of Christ. The sacrifice that he made, but listen, what we are tasting today is the remembrance of the condemnation of sin in our lives. 
The condemnation of sin in our lives is what we're tasting today in the sacrifice that Christ made for us. So let me ask you in your life and in mine, how are we on the sin level? Are we still living under the bondage of sin? Well, listen, the sacrifice today that we're remembering of Christ is what's provided that we don't have to live under that condemnation. In fact, I'll say today, if you're seated here and you've never trusted the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, you say, Pastor, what do you mean by that? I mean trusting in Him and Him alone. That none of your good works... Listen, when we get to heaven, it's not enough for you to look at Jesus and say, well, I trusted Christ as my Savior, plus these good works. Put them together, and it ought to be enough to me to be able to get in. It's not how it happens. You can't say, I, I trusted him. Some say, well, a lot of people say, well, I trust Christ as my Savior, but I'm doing all this to be able to add to it. You can't. Let me ask you something. How can you add to perfection? When he said it's finished, when he rose from the dead, my good works do not need to be added to the sacrifice Christ made on Calvary. They don't need to be added. It was enough. The scriptures do not say God sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh and added to your good works condemn sin in the flesh. That's not what the Bible says. You say, well, pastor, I've never been taught that at all in my life. I'm just saying it's right here in the Bible. Maybe if we'd get to the point of we'd believe the Bible instead of maybe what some other man tries to tell us and just take God's word for it, I think it would revolutionize our lives. Amen. The taste of freedom. Freedom to be able to live for the Lord and be able to serve Him because of the sacrifice that He made on Calvary. Boy, aren't you thankful for Jesus? Aren't you thankful for that sacrifice, for what the law could not do and that it was weak through the flesh, God sending His own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin condemned sin in the flesh. And you know, God has given us, and I don't want to get past this, God has given us this ordinance of the church to be able to remember the victory that Christ won for each and every one of us when he died for us. That's why we have it. Oh, pastor, it's such a solemn time. It ought to be solemn. We ought to make sure we're right with God. We ought not to allow sin to reign in our bodies. We ought to get unconfessed sin taken care of, make sure we're right with God, make sure things are, are taken care of, and rejoice. The sacrifice he made. You mean God sent his son? He sure did. But our memory verse for this week that you have in your bulletin too is John chapter 3, verse number 17. For God sent not His Son into the world to condemn the world. He took the condemnation. God sent not His Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through Him might be saved. And boy, I'm thankful for the sacrifice that Christ made. In the likeness of sinful flesh, He died on an old rugged cross, shed His blood for the, repentant, for the remission of sin, and condemn sin in the flesh. Live in freedom today. Live in freedom. The law couldn't do it. And guess what? Your law is not going to do it today. You can get to heaven and try to stand before the Lord if you want to at the judgment seat and say, but God, I did, I did my best. 
to be able to keep the law all that time. And he's going to look at you and say, yeah, you were weak in it. He'll probably quote that verse right there, what the law could not do and that it was weak through the flesh. God did it by sending his son. So everything you're trying to do and accomplish for eternal life, God already took care of it with Jesus. So let's trust him.